0: Forever The cross requires cling to the
1: one heart. Praise the Lord. Thank you for tuning in today. Open your Bible to John chapter 6, John chapter 6 and we'll start in verse 40. And while you're turning there, I want to encourage you to go to our website crossboundministry.com and sign up for our newsletter. You can do so at the bottom of the page by just entering your email. And so in John chapter 6 and verse 40, this is Jesus speaking here, and he says, And this is the will of him that sent me, that everyone which seeth the Son and believeth on him may have everlasting life. And I will raise him up at the last day. Now I want you to think about the first part there, what he said. And this is the will of him that sent me. This is the will of God for each and every person that has ever walked on the planet. This is the will that the heavenly father has for every person, every man, every woman, every boy, every girl, red, yellow, black, and white. They are precious in his sight. Jesus loves the little children of the world. This is God's will for each and every one of you. I want you to think about that statement. This is the will of the one. This is the will of God, the one that spoke this world into existence. The one that spoke the moon, the sun, the stars, and the sea into existence. His words are that powerful that he spoke it into existence. And this is the will that he has for you and your life and your family's life and your children's life and their children's life and on and on and on. And he is putting in it writing here. And this is the will of him that sent me. He wants each and every one of you to have eternal life, and it only comes through his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And he says that everyone which seeth the son and believeth on him may have everlasting life. Amen. When you see the son, you say, well, I, I can't see him with my physical eyes. No, But no, you can see him with your spiritual eyes. Even if you're unsaved, Jesus is going to come to you at one point in your life and knock on your heart and show you that you're a sinner in need of a Savior. The Bible says, and you always get that question, well, what about the guy in Africa that's never talked to a preacher, never seen a missionary, never read a Bible? Amen. The Bible says that all men have some light. We all have a conscience. We all know right from wrong. You see, that's a God-given conscience. And we know that is sin and it is wrong. Now you can defile that conscience. You can even sever that conscience. The Bible talks about that, but the Bible says that all men have some light. God is going to show them that they are a sinner and need of a savior. Now, listen to me. If you're in the sound of my voice, you don't have to worry about that, but you do have to worry about you. You do have to worry about what When you stand before God, what you're going to do with your life, what decision you're going to make with Jesus, amen, you will not have to give an account for that man over in Africa. Let me tell you who you have to give an account for, and that is you personally, amen? And so, and even that fellow, the Bible says that the will is even for that man or that woman to be saved. The Bible says in 2 Peter 3, 9, the Lord is not slack, Concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long suffering to us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Did you get that? He doesn't want anyone to perish. He doesn't want one person to go to hell. He doesn't want one person to ever see the fires of hell. And he wants all, every person to come to repentance. But it is a personal decision, a personal choice that you have to make. And the Bible says that he wants to give them everlasting life. And you know the funny thing is. When you see people that I just say they'll say, I just love life. I love life. And you offer them eternal life. Hey, you can have eternal life through the Lord Jesus Christ. And so do they really love life? Because Jesus is life. Jesus is the giver of life. Jesus is the bread of life. Amen life comes from Jesus and he is offering everlasting life and he says, I will raise him up at the last day. And he is talking about the resurrection, you see, because even when you're saved, unless Jesus come back, if this body's going to get old, this body's going to perish. I may have a heart attack tomorrow. I may not make it through the night. We don't know when the Bible says that death stalks all of us. You are not promise tomorrow but the bible says today today is the day of salvation he offers you salvation today not tomorrow yes it is tomorrow but you're not promised tomorrow amen that is the difference you don't know if you'll be here tomorrow you may not make it through the night but listen god is calling you god loves you he sent his son to die for you amen And so it raised him up in the last day. One day, Jesus is going to come back for his church. He's going to come back for his beautiful bride. Amen. And that is the church. You mean the church down the road with the sign in front of it? No, sir. No, ma'am. I'm talking about the church. The church is made up of people. People. People are the church. Saved. Born again. Born again. People, amen. You could have church out in the grass field, or in a mud hole, or wherever you're at in this world, and you will be the church, amen. And that is who Jesus is coming back for, and He's gonna raise them up at the last day. You see, once you take your last breath, if you're saved, it's gonna be like ripping open a shower curtain and jumping out into eternity. The Bible says immediately you'll be with God. Immediately you'll be with The Lord Jesus Christ. If you read Luke chapter 16, the Bible says immediately, immediately the rich man died. In the very next verse, immediate, he lift up his eyes in hell. There is no purgatory. There is no waiting room. No sir, no ma'am. It's going to be like jumping out of the shower into eternity. And there's only two places according to the Bible. There's heaven and there is hell. And that is it. But the choice is yours today. He says that he wants all one. As a matter of fact, the will of God for you is to believe on his son that you might have everlasting life. And the Jews here in verse the next verse, verse 41, the Jews then murmured at him because he said, I am the bread which came down from heaven. Many times Jesus refers to himself as bread, the bread of life. Amen. And he is the bread of life. And here they were murmuring against him. And you know, Jesus no, he already knows what's in your heart. He knows what you're thinking. You cannot hide one thing from Jesus, not even your thought life. Amen. And that's scary. That should be scary to you, whether you're saved or unsaved, that he knows the thoughts and even the intentions behind the thoughts of your heart. Amen. And so they were murmuring, and Jesus said, I am that bread which came down from heaven. And they said, is not this Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How is it then that he saith, I came down from heaven? See, they could not get their mind wrapped around that Jesus, Joseph, was not really Jesus's father. The Holy Spirit is Jesus's father. God himself is Jesus his father you see because jesus was born of a virgin of the virgin mary amen and that makes all the difference you must believe that he came from a virgin the holy spirit came to mary and put life put jesus into her womb he was born of a virgin and all these these jews could see all these religious leaders could see was wait a minute we know Mary and we know Joseph. And isn't this their son? Isn't this their boy? We know where you grew up. We know what trade your daddy works. We know who you are. We've heard your name. We've seen you around town. And yet you're going to say that you're the bread of life, that you came down from heaven. They could not understand. They could not wrap their mind around it. And they Chose not to believe it. A lot of them did. And they just couldn't understand. What do you mean? We know where you came from. We know where you're born. Yet you're saying that you came down from heaven? Yes, he did. He was God sent through the virgin mary he came down from heaven not from joseph joseph was his stepfather and hey stepfather there's a great example if you want to be a good stepfather look at some of joseph's Joseph's life and look at what the other people said isn't this not the carpenter's son hey they even knew who he was around the town and do i dare say he had a good testimony amen Most certainly, and most certainly he loved Jesus, but he was not his true father. Jesus' true father was in heaven, his heavenly father, amen? And that's what he's talking about. This is the will of my father, that every one of you believe on him, believe on me, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, that you may have the bread of life, that you may have eternal life, amen? And they could not get their mind around it that, hey, we know your mom, we think we know your dad. And how do you say you come down from heaven? And verse 43 says, Jesus therefore answered and said unto them, Murmur not among yourselves. Don't you like that? Whenever you get to murmuring, just remember that verse. Jesus told them, Hey, knock it off. Hey, Amen. That's a good verse for all of us to heed to. Knock it off. Knock off the murmuring. And so verse 44 tells us, This is what Jesus said to them now. Now, this is after they told him, hey, we know where you came from. We know who your mom is. We know who your dad is. And they started murmuring. Jesus told them, don't murmur. And verse 44, no man can come to me except the father which has sent me draw him. And I will raise him up at the last day. Now, if you look at the context of that, they were looking at Jesus they didn't believe that he came down from heaven. They said, we know who your parents are. We know what house you grew up in. We know what side of town you came from. We know what job your daddy does. Hey, we know where you came from. And Jesus told him, knock off the murmuring." And then he says, no man can come to me except the father which has sent me draw him and hey that's the wooing and the drawing of the holy spirit that is the conviction of the holy spirit when you're unsaved that's he'll come to you and show you that hey you're a sinner hey you're going to go to hell hey i sent my son to die on that cross to save you from the penalty of your sins will you accept it and that is the wooing and the drawing of the holy spirit and that's what jesus is talking about no man can come to me except the father which has sent me draw him and i will raise him up at the last day what did the will of God is what did Jesus say? The will of God is, and this is the will of Him that sent me, that every one which seeth the Son and believeth on Him may have everlasting life. Okay, we know God's will for each and every person's life; it's that they'll be saved, that they'll believe on Jesus. Now Jesus goes a step further; and He says, "No man can come unto Me except the Father which has sent Me draw Him." So you know God wants everyone to be saved. So you know he's going to draw everybody. But whether or not they respond is their choice. Because there is something that is so sacred that God himself will not touch it. And that is your free will. Amen. He gives you free will. He wants you to choose him. But he does not force you to choose him. But he gives you every reason to, every right to, even the want to. But do you love your sins? Because the Bible says men love Darkness more than light Amen And I know my own personal self That hey I love some of those sins I love them I thought I can't let that go I don't want to let that go What if I get saved I got to stop doing this And stop doing that But amen Once you truly get saved That's when you truly experience True freedom Because you are free From the wrath of God Amen So when God draws you The wooing and the drawing Of the Holy Spirit You remember That Jesus is the way Jesus is the truth And Jesus is the light there is no other way the Bible says that hey and God's gonna come he's gonna draw you amen he's already told you he wants all men to be saved in second Peter 3 9 the Lord is not slack concerning his promise as some men count slackness but as long-suffering to us were not willing that any should perish but that all should come to repentance. Amen. So he is going to draw each and every person, whether or not they respond to it is their decision. God is not going to force them. In the next verse, verse 45, it is written in the prophets and they shall be all taught of God. Every man therefore that hath heard and hath learned of the father cometh unto me. Jesus let them know, hey, it's even written in the Old Testament. If you'll read it, you see, because that's what the Old Testament is all about. It's all about Jesus. Hey, you know what the New Testament's about? It's all about Jesus. Every story in the Old Testament points to Jesus or is a picture of Jesus. Amen. He's letting them know, hey, You see that Old Testament, you think you know it, but you don't really believe it or you would believe on me because it talked about me. It said I was coming. Amen. God prophesies through his prophets. Hey, the Savior, the Messiah is coming. Amen. Verse 46 Now that any man hath seen the Father, not that any man hath seen the Father, save he which is of God he hath seen the Father. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me hath everlasting life. Don't you notice here, there's a theme. The next verse says, I am the bread of life. Do you know what a good teacher does? A good teacher, even a school teacher, when they're trying to teach you something, they repeat that over and over and over and over until you finally get it, until it clicks, until it sinks in right? It's repetitiveness over and over. Do you know what Jesus is doing in this chapter over and over and over? He's telling them hey I I have eternal life. Hey, I am the bread of life. Hey, I am the bread of life that that God sent. It's the will that God wants you to be saved. To believe on me. I am the bread of life. He said, Verily, verily I say unto you, he that believeth on me hath everlasting life over and over and over. Jesus is reiterating this. He wants them to get it. He wants them to sink in. He wants them to grasp it, to understand it, to believe it, to heed it over and over. He's preaching it. Amen. Believe on me. It must be awful important to him. You bet it is. Because over and over and over, he says, I am the bread of life. I am the only way to heaven. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Amen. Verse 49, your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread which cometh down from heaven that a man may eat thereof and not die. I, Hear what he says, I am the living bread which come down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. Jesus gave his life for you. He gave his life for me, even though I was a sorry, wretched, no good sinner. He gave his life for me. And you know what? There is nothing that you have done that can stop you from going to heaven. If you'll but repent of your sins and put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. And you say, you don't know what I've done. You don't know where I came from. You don't know what they did to me. You don't know what happened. You don't know how long I've been behind bars. You don't know what happened over there or what I did or what they did. It does does not matter. You hear me? The Bible says that Jesus's blood is sufficient to cover all sins. That's what the Bible says. There is nothing that you have done that Jesus cannot forgive you for. The apostle Paul murdered Christians, drugged them out of their house, had them stoned to death. The first deacon was stoned in front of him and they laid those clothes at a young man's feet named Saul and that was the apostle Paul before he got saved he watched that man get stoned to death he murdered Crescent yet God saved him and God used him to pen a lot of the New Testament amen and if God can do that I promise he can reach into your life and change you and make you and mold you and shape you and set you free and pull you out of the muck and the mire and set your feet on solid ground amen and put your eyes on the Lord put your eyes on the Lord Jesus. Amen. There's nothing that you have done that he cannot forgive you for. Even the soldiers that nailed him on the cross, that spit on him, that beat him. Hey, he forgave them. He said, when he was nailed to that cross, father forgive them they know not what they do he forgave even them before he even died he forgave them listen to me he can forgive you no matter what you have done because when you sin it's not just against another person it's not just against breaking the law no when you sin it's truly against god because you're breaking his law amen but he says, I'm the bread of life. If you'll but take me, if you'll but consume me, if you'll but believe on me, I can give you everlasting life. And he's talking about life in heaven. Hey, life with God, life with Jesus, because there's something called the second death the Bible talks about. Hey, that's that's not the dying of this physical body. No, that's when a person stands before God and they've never believed on Jesus. They've never repented of their sins and believed on Jesus. The Bible says that there is a second death. And that's when they stand before God and they'll be cast into hell. They'll be cast into the lake of fire. Why? Because they've never put their faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. You say Jesus is the only way? Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. That's what the Bible says. Jesus is the only way. And so when that person stands before God and they've not been saved at the great white throne judgment, hey, they'll pay for their own sins. They'll pay for them. They'll get cast into a place called hell, into a lake of fire, and there's a lot going on there. I'm telling you, it's a loud place because the Bible says there's weeping and there's wailing, there's gnashing of teeth, gnawing of tongue, where the worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. There's a lot going on in hell, let me tell you. It's a loud horrible place and there's a lot of there's a lot of noise let me tell you and that's the second death and you say wait a minute is there something worse than hell yes there is according to the bible because the bible says at the very end in revelations that death hell hell death hell and the grave will be cast into the lake of fire amen for all eternity there will be no more death no more sickness no more hard times no more sadness all the tears will be wiped away the bible says amen but you don't have to be there no you can be in this place of everlasting life if you will but take jesus at his word he says i am the bread of life you take of me you will live forever you will have eternal life the bible says and when he's talking about that manna that's in in the old testament when the israelites were going in the in the desert and jesus would they would have manna every morning to eat they never starved to death even though this body might die jesus is talking about spiritual life eternal life forever in heaven. There's going to be a lot of great things in heaven. There really is. The Bible says there's streets of gold, walls of jasper, seas of crystal. Amen. I mean, just glorious mansions, gates made of solid pearl, But that that is the real riches of heaven. The real riches of heaven is being in the presence of a thrice holy God. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. And there is nothing that can compare to that. You listen to me. When a person, when somebody's so rich that they can pave the streets with gold, just imagine being in their presence, being around their spirit, amen? Listening to the the, the choirs of heaven as the angels sing and we can join in with them, amen? What a glorious time That will be as the river of life flows from the throne of God. Amen. I long to be there someday, and I want you to be there with me. Amen. Will you accept Jesus? He says, I am the bread of life. Your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness, but they're dead. This is the bread which cometh down from heaven that a man may eat thereof and not die. And he's talking about himself. Listen to this. I am the living bread. Bread which came down from heaven, if any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world Jesus gave his life for you for you personally not for the people down the street not for the bad people and not for the good people no Jesus didn't came to save those that think they're good he said I came to seek and to save that which is lost when you realize that you're at the end of your rope that I got nowhere else to turn that it's so bad I just I just don't know what to do hey turn to Jesus. He's still the answer. He loves you enough. His arms are open. He's waiting on you. Will you reach out to him? Will you repent of your sins and put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ?
0: We pray you have been blessed by today's message. If you have been saved or are in need of a prayer, please contact us at 352-247-9200. That's 352-247-9200. Thank you for tuning in to Crossbound Ministry Radio Broadcast. Will you please pray about supporting our ministry and broadcast? You can go to crossboundministry.com or send your support or gift to P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. That's P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. For a gift of $25 or more, we will send you a copy of Ray Comfort's book, Nothing Created Everything. Please pray for us as our ministry and radio broadcast grows. Tune in every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. to hear a message from our preacher, Mike Sadler. You can follow Crossbound Ministry on Facebook or visit us on the web at crossboundministry.com. If you are a woman in need of help with the With your pregnancy, there is hope. You can reach out to the Citrus Pregnancy Center. There's locations in Inverness and Crystal River. Their phone number is 352-341-5176. That's 352-341-5176. This broadcast has been sponsored in part by Henley's Grading Incorporated, for all your land clearing and hauling needs located in Hernando, Florida, 352-897-3507 and Bruce Kaufman Construction, providing all your home building needs, 352-400-0230. This program is sponsored by Crossbound Ministry of Inverness, Florida, 352-247-9200. That's 352- 247-9200 Two four seven nine two zero zero.